Hey there, this is John, and I want to take a quick minute to let you guys know about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You don't even have to do anything. Your podcast will be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google, and many more listening platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now back to the show. You are now entering Armbar Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Armbar Audio. I'm your host, Tim Farley, and next to me is my trusty companion, John Kearns. What's up, everybody? Today, we are here to present a special episode of Armbar Audio, and it will revolve all around the greatest tournament in wrestling, the G1 Climax, particularly this year's the 30th version. Uh, We're going to talk about each wrestler's performance. We are going to give our MVPs of each block, who we thought exceeded expectations performance and points-wise, who we thought didn't, um, and talk about where things are headed after the, the tournament. Also, we will be talking, we will be recommending some matches. So, John, how'd you like this year's G1? Uh, I gotta say, this year's G1 was um, pretty amazing for a lot of people and for a lot of reasons. Uh, mainly the, the storyline that's unfolding within the Bullet Club. Um, I'd say Tai Chi and Yoshihashi's uh, really, like, really, um, what am I trying to say? Like, really, I, I guess stellar would be the word to use, stellar performances from two that have been sort of um, usually ridiculed in the past. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and really showing what they're capable of. And, uh, I'd say it was a good year for Toriano, surprisingly enough. I was really impressed with Zack Sabre Jr. Very much so. Uh, he was, he's right up there with everybody else in B-Blog. Yeah, he didn't have much. a match that I didn't like. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about where he's going. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I agree with all that, John. So, um, who, what block did you gravitate more more towards well i really thought at at the start of it that i would gravitate more towards the a block nights but i really started looking forward to the b block specifically because of zach Shepard jr naito uh evil sonata just to see what toriano was gonna do uh juice robinson also i failed to mention had a big big showing this year 
even though it it doesn't show points wise, but his matches were good. I think the same with Jeff Cobb. Yeah, Jeff Cobb way outperformed himself from last year's G One. Um, I liked A Block more. Uh, I felt overall every night there was definitely something. More than one thing to look forward to. Yeah, I, I've definitely I was glued to the screen every time Shingo was in the ring, and the same with uh, Kota, Will Ospreay, Jay White, Okada. Like, I don't think I could pick a block that I like better. I, I would say a block, but I understand. Yeah. Um. So, we had a lot. There, there's a lot of stories unfolding here, and in the a block. You had Jay White, Will Ospreay, and Okada, and Ibushi pretty much in a place where any of them could win. Um, The final night of A Block was very telling. Um, We got Will Ospreay finally beating Okada, but with the help of the great Okan and his girlfriend B. Priestley. which took Okada out of the running. Ishii spoiled White, which was great because Ishii is every G1 tournament that he's in, he is my MVP. Every match he has is watchable and good and or, to, or great. Um, and Kota Ibushi uh, had a win over Osprey and Okada. And he ended up beating Tai Chi on the final night in a fantastic match. That the whole time through the G1, uh, Kota Ibushi made a challenge to himself to wrestle the other wrestlers type of match. And a lot of the times we see a lot of guys forearm each other a lot or go through a chop fest like... Sasaki or Sasuke, Sasaki and uh, I think um, Kobashi did a long mm-hmm. time ago, um, where Ryu Lee and Hiromu did recently. Um, but these guys kicked the living shit out of each other's legs to the point where Taichi had to be carried to the back and Ibushi had it wrapped and it was a big point for the final match. Uh, since you liked B-Block so much, why don't you talk about some of the things that were going on there? So, B-Block, the, the big running thing within B-Block really was, um, evil. And what he was doing in response to things that Jay White over on A-Block was saying. Which, if you don't know, they're both in Bullet Club. Jay White is the leader of Bullet Club and does not approve of some of the actions of evil since joining. And one of my favorite matches of B-Block was Kenta versus Evil, and that's really where the seeds were sown Yeah, uh, because Togo and Evil two-sweet each other instead of Kenta, and he used heel tactics against his Bullet Club uh, brother. Um so that kind of set off that storyline. Um, also, throughout B-Block, we had Toroyano, who started off the 
the tournament, uh, up to his old tricks, the tape, the removing of the turnbuckle pads. Uh, he beat Sonata and Tanahashi, both using tape in various ways. But then when he faced Zack Sabre Jr., things changed. He tried to wrestle Zack Sabre Jr. He tried to... He he actually got down into position for an amateur wrestling match against Zack Sabre Jr. Which, if you don't know, Toriyano is a former collegiate wrestler. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, they, uh, Kevin Kelly... Thank God for English commentary, or I wouldn't have known neither. Well, oh, speaking of the commentary, <laughs> Kevin Kelly, Chris Charlton, and Rocky Romero so they're the best. did an amazing yeah. job throughout the the G1. If you didn't know anything going into a particular match, they explained it throughout perfectly. Right. Uh, really good stuff from them. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. If not for them, I wouldn't have known that Yano was a collegiate wrestler. Uh, but... He tried to he, he tried to not cheat at all against Zack Sabre Jr. Unfortunately, Zack didn't feel similarly and decided to to uh, use some Suzuki gun tactics and ended up where Yano gave up on trying to fight fair and <laughs> taped Zack Sabre Jr.'s arm to a chair through the guardrail to try to keep him from being able to get in. But then Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, like bent his arm in such a way that he could slip the chair through and got back in the ring to beat the 20 count, but then Yano was yelling at the referee that Zack was bringing a chair in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Yano. Oh, that Crazy Yano. Yano. Uh, but yeah, Yano had a good showing. Uh, Juice debuted a, a whole new look where he was dressed like the Blues Brothers for some reason. Yeah. Um, another big story going throughout this tournament, uh, at the beginning for me, I was really angry that Sonata was on a losing streak. I thought it would be Okada in that position. Um, but Sonata ended up beating Naito and I think that started his win streak. So at the end of B block, we had Sonata, Evil and Naito all tied at 12 but Naito's two losses in the tournament was to Evil and Sonata. So that last night on B-Block really mattered. Um, and despite all the Bullet Club bullshit, Jay White, once he lost A-Block, said that he hoped Evil would win. Unfortunately, that for them, it did not happen, and Sonata would win. Um, Naito, Naito had a record, didn't he? Yeah, uh, Naito in this tournament did not have a match less than 23 minutes, I think they said, which is which caused a lot of stress throughout the tournament because the time limit for these matches is 30 minutes. Uh, but Tatsuya Naito broke the record for the longest cumulative match time in one G1 tournament. Uh, he had over three hours of match time. Yeah. Also, um, talking about A-Block, Kota Ibushi uh, made it to the final for his third one in a row, which was a record. Um, I think... 
can't remember who it was, but I think it was Jeff Cobb that had some record like the most points in the in his first G one or something like that. Or second. There were many, so many records broken. It was the second G one. Yeah, second G one. But there were many records broken. So it was a very historic year for the G one. I was very sad that Yujiro Takahashi ended up getting two points. I wanted him to join Which sounds Hanma. Shitty, but it's <laughs> I wanted him to join Hanma as one of the only people to get zero points. We just like those history-making things. <laughs> right. Um, so before we get into what's going to happen and talk about the real big storylines in depth, we'll talk about the final, and we will recommend some matches. Yeah. I do want to talk a little bit about Tanahashi first, though. Sure. Because Tanahashi, <clears throat> Tanahashi had a very interesting G1, where uh, the focus for Tanahashi wasn't, or, well, I'm not saying what he was focused on, but the focus of the fans on Tanahashi didn't really have anything to do with the tournament at all. It was, um, uh, Tanahashi, when he main evented a night, I think against Evil, I think he beat Evil, but he, um... No, it was Kenta. It it was Kenta. You're talking about the Kenta. He main evented against Kenta and beat him. And then cut this promo in the ring that was very emotional and very emotionally driven and very uh, touching, really. And it was nice, once we got the English commentary uploaded, it was nice to be able to hear what he was saying. And he was talking about, like, taking New Japan into a new uh, direction, and he wants to be a part of it. And it's just, and he talked about not leaving anyone behind, and that including Shibata. And it was just really. And he talked about the fans. He talked and about how fans. not everyone who could be there are allowed to be there, and the fans at home. And of course, he was giving air hugs a lot. I mean, how could you not love Tanahashi? How could you not? Especially, and even if you didn't really like him going into this, you left this tournament a Tanahashi fan. Right. Um, because this guy, I don't, I don't think, I can't think of anyone other than I'd say probably Cody or Kenny or I'd I'd even say Seth Rollins that cares so deeply about the company he works for and about the fans that watch. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan. But yeah. Um, I mean, Donna Hoss is that guy. Yep. He's that guy. He's the ace of the universe. That's right. That's not a nickname. <laughs> so the final was Sonata against Kota Ibushi. And a lot of, some people I've read said that this final was not that good. And I disagree. It was much like a chess match. And it had a lot of psychology. And it really picked up toward the end. Of course, Kota was trying to wrestle Sonata's match. Sonata countered that and tried to wrestle Ibushi's match. So there was a lot of trying to figure out what was going on. Uh, also, Ibushi had the bad leg. This match, like I said, it hooked me right away because I wanted to see how they were going to play off of each other. I uh, And by the end, I was screaming at my television multiple <laughs> times. When I went into the match... I didn't have a horse in the race. I was happy with either outcome. Yeah. But as I was watching the match, I found myself rooting for Kota. 
Now, I've been a Kota Ibushi fan since the first time I saw him, and I want him to have the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at some point in his career. And he's 39 years old, which really doesn't matter, but whatever. I'm just going to mention it. Um, and he has a storied history with Naito. And, um, you know, he's just fucking great. Um, Sonata, to me, looks good. He's in a great faction. He wrestles pretty damn good. I see him as an intercontinental title holder. He's above the never seen. Yeah. But I don't see him as a heavyweight champion, at least in New Japan, or at least in this character. If he showed more character, maybe I would care. Throughout this tournament, someone's character grabbed me more than I have before, and that's Tai Chi. Another thing, Tai Chi beat his stable leader, Minoru Suzuki. Um, we didn't mention that earlier, but that, that's really interesting. Um, uh, yeah. What did you think about the final? I, I mean, I think that the final was absolutely incredible. I, I don't, I don't see how anybody could disagree. Um, I mean... You got Kota Ibushi and Sonata. They're two of the top contenders in the company. And, and Sonata, especially ever since um, what, ever since the way that Evil left LIJ, has really stepped it up, in my opinion. And Kota Ibushi, I don't know that you can get better than Kota Ibushi is. Yeah. Um, I would... I would definitely say that. Did did you already say who won? I think so. Okay, so Kota Ibushi, winning his second G one in a row, he's the first man to do that since two thousand seven when Hiroshi Tanzan did it, uh, or Tenzan, I think that's how you say it. Yeah, I don't know but how yeah. to say his first name. But he he's the first one since two thousand seven, so that's big. That's over a decade. Yeah, that's huge. I think he joins Chono and. Tenzon. As back-to-back winners, yeah. yeah. And actually, Inoki won the first two back-to-back before it was ever called the G1. Back when it was called the uh, the, the World League. Hmm. Good shit, John. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was doing some reading. Yesterday <laughs> when I was watching. So, um... I had to do something during those tag matches. God damn. So we'll go... <laughs> tag matches? You mean the Young Lion matches? No, 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 no. I mean when I watched the, the final... Like the final oh, show. I see. Um, <laughs> the the C block winner was Yoda Suji, but all three of them, Gabriel Kidd and Yuamura, the future's bright for New Japan. Um, oh yeah. Also, um, so I'll get into the questions. Uh, then we'll throw some matches out there. Then we'll talk about the uh, yeah. Whatever. Um, so who? And your eyes exceeded expectations point-wise for A Block. Tai Chi. Who exceeded expectations performance-wise in A Block? Tai Chi. Who exceeded who who disappointed you points-wise in A Block? Jeff Cobb. 
who disappointed you performance-wise in the A block? Suzuki. Really? Yeah. Well, no. You know what? I'll, I'll switch those. Jeff Cobb performance-wise, Suzuki points-wise. I thought Suzuki was going to run roughshod over the A block. Huh. I mean... You think Jeff Cobb's performance was the worst out of all of them? Well, I mean, you're saying who disappointed you performance-wise. I'm not going to say Yuji Hero because I expected him to get zero points. I mean performance. Performance-wise? Like, like who did you... Who were you... Who so- did I think was going to be better? Jeff Cobb. Okay. <laughs> okay. That, that's how I took that question. All right. I mean, so, I, I, I knew Huge was going to be dog shit. Who was over... Expe- who was over... Expectations performance-wise for me uh, was Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay, I did not expect him to go that far. But I'm glad he did. I'm glad the way it ended. Especially now, knowing what we know. Right. Uh, who <laughs> exceeded expectations point-wise? Tai Chi. Uh, who underperformed in the ring? Um... There's not really a good answer. Right. But I guess I'll go with Yujiro, who, uh, who, who did I think was going to get more points and didn't? I'll go Suzuki. Uh, now those same questions for B Block, John. So, I was going to change the thing. Um, I'd say the person that exceeded expectation performance-wise was Juice Robinson. Hmm. I'd say. Because um, I expected Zach to be fantastic. I expected Kenta to be fantastic. In fact, performance-wise, who disappointed me was Kenta at first. I mean, he started... He, I mean, he got, he got some good points in towards the end of the tournament. But at first, I wasn't sure what we were getting out of Kenta. Who exceeded points wise? Who exceeded points wise? Yano. I mean, <laughs> Yano's always been the the fucking two points guy for the or longest four point, time. Yeah. Four point guy. But man, Yano did fantastic for him. <laughs> and disappoint. Uh, disappointment points wise, Juice Robinson, because I I expected him to get more wins. The way that he but was you wrestling. Liked his performance. I liked his performance. Okay. Um, who exceeded points wise to me is motherfucker. Who exceeded ex- right. uh, points wise to me was Zack Saber Jr. Who exceeded expectations performance wise was Zack Saber Jr. Who didn't meet my expectations performance-wise is Hiroki Goto, who didn't, uh, and he's the same as points. I thought he would be higher. Um, but I would also mention Kenta as well uh, for performance. Uh, wasn't wasn't really keen on him throughout right. this, which I thought I would be. Um, the overall MVP of the tournament. Or do you want to break it into blocks? No, I'll, I'll do it here. 
I mean, I'd say Will Ospreay. I'd say Ishii. Yeah. Every Ishii match. But Bo Zayboff. Yeah. <laughs> but every Ishii match was good to great. That's how I feel about Will Ospreay. Yeah. Um, all right. So, some matches we're going to throw at you. You should watch the whole thing. All of it was good. Um, you can skip Yujiro matches, except his one with Jay White. Yeah. Um, but, uh, off the top of my head, aside from the final match, I would say Sonata and Naito, Naito and Tanahashi, Naito and Zack Sabre Jr., Shingo and Suzuki, um, Suzuki and Ishii, Ishii and Shingo, Osprey and Okada, Osprey and Ibushi, Ibushi Okada, uh, Yano and Juice Robinson, um, Evil and Kenta. I also think Evil underperformed as well. Uh, really not liking his new persona in ring wise. He should still be a fast powerhouse. I don't like what's happening with him. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the involvement of Dick Tellio at all. Right. I hate it. He, they, they're, they're like they're like making. Throw some matches out there and I'll talk about this. Um. Okay. So Naito's ESJ, obviously. Uh, pretty much Jeff Cobb and Ishii. Jeff Cobb and Ishii. ZSJ and Yano was fantastic. Um. I I think Yoshihashi and Evil had a pretty good match. Yes. Surprisingly. Yes. But yeah. Um, Shingo and Suzuki, Shingo and Will Ospreay, Kota and Will Ospreay, Jesus Christ. Kota and Suzuki Kota was and Suzuki. fucking amazing. Kota and Taichi was good. Um, my favorite Jeff Cobb match was Jeff Cobb versus Jay White, because Jeff Cobb beat him. Yeah. And it was a big shock, and it was something that I think Jeff Cobb needed. Right. Okay, so, like, the thing that's happening with Evil and Jay White Evil and Togo the are, like, is are like a knockoff of Gato and Jay White. And Jay White and Gato do it way fucking better. Yeah, and the storyline is good. And Evil has... And we already know... Anybody that watches New Japan knows that Evil doesn't need this shit to win. Yeah. Uh, Evil uh, told Jay White that not everyone's behind him to... Watch out for Yuzuro and Gato. Yeah. Um, this got in Jay White's head. Um, especially the Yuzuro thing because his match with Yuzuro didn't go as he thought. Um, but everything between them seemed to go to the back burner once the finals happened. Um, within this tournament, Tanahashi beat Kenta. And Tanahashi has challenged for the U.S. title briefcase for Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, Jay White uh, interrupted Kota Ibushi's celebration and said, you're not the real winner because you never beat me. So he's challenging Ibushi for the right for the IC and heavyweight championship uh, briefcase. Mm-hmm. We have a feud going on with Will Ospreay and his new group, The Empire. Against Okada. Um, we have... Um, let's see. 
We've got Sonata, Evil, uh, kind of, they beat Naito, so they have reasons to go after him, and Evil attacked Naito again, so we'll be getting that. Um, a lot of good stories are coming out of this. Let's talk about the future. November 7th, from now until November 7th, we're getting the road to power struggle. So expect yeah. to see a lot of fucking tag matches. Um, but, oh, also, Suzuki and Shingo really got into it near the end of the final, and we'll be getting that as well. But I'm more interested to see somebody else challenge Suzuki, and I'm hoping it happens at Wrestle Kingdom. I will say that tag match, uh, Suzuki and Kanemaru. Kanemaru? Is that how you say it? Or Kanemaru. Kanemaru. And uh, Shingo. Who did Shingo team with? Hiromu. Hiromu. Uh, I love seeing Hiromu. No. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. I love seeing Hiromu every time I see him. And his entrance made me laugh out loud. He did the warrior entrance where he ran around the ring like three times. Yeah. And when he got in the ring, he like fell on his back. It was just laying there. I'm so and glad Hiromu was back on my television. I love Hiromu so much. But my God, the ending and the way that Suzuki and uh, Shingo were going after each other after the belt made me want this match even more. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm glad it's happening at yeah. Power Struggle, but I... I want to see something happen at Wrestle Kingdom. So, let's go over the Power Struggle card. For the King of Pro Wrestling trophy, Toro Yeno He's is actually defending, defending it, it yes. against Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> which should be hilarious, and I expect Yano to keep it. That backstage commentary from Yano was pretty uh, unlike him as well. Speaking he of, was like he was like um he was calling Zach a bastard and all this stuff and like you've messed with me for the last time. Like, <laughs> oh my god, what the hell, Yona? Saber's, Saber's promos are amazing too. Like yeah. his one after Tanahashi was really good. Um so I loved the ongoing storyline with Kenta and the camera guy. And when there were two camera guys there, and he was like, This isn't what it looks like when he was cheating on the camera guy. Right. <laughs> so we're getting Shingo versus Suzuki for the Never Openweight title. Who do you think wins that one, John? Oh. My brain says Suzuki, but I'm going to go with my heart and say Shingo. My brain says Shingo, but my heart says Suzuki. So I'm ah, going with Suzuki. Interesting. Yes, everyone knows I'm the biggest Shingo fan. And that the reason why... I don't want him to win is because I want him to go further than the Never Championship. And I also want Suzuki and Taichi to wrestle each other at Wrestle Kingdom yeah. for the title. But I also want him to shut up Suzuki. <laughs> right. Um, who, what else? We have the Great Okan against Kazuchika Okada. And I firmly believe that the Great Okan will win with help from his yeah. stable mates. Um, he really made an impact the first time he came back to New Japan this year. And 
he is unbeaten in Rev Pro, and he is part of the tag team champions in Rev Pro. So I think they're going to keep him strong for now. Uh, we have Kenta versus Tanahashi for the U.S. title chance at Wrestle Kingdom. And I'm going to say this. When Kenta won the briefcase on New Japan Strong, I was like, yeah, I would love to see Kenta versus Moxley. But the idea of Tanahashi versus Moxley? Now that shit is some good shit. <laughs> what do you think? I am in full agreement there. Um, ever since Tanahashi said in that one backstage promo that uh, that he wants to go for the U.S. title, I was like, yeah. Yeah, Tony versus Moxley. Let's do it. Right. I mean, and Moxley's and Moxley has said that he wants to face Tony. Do you agree with the Great O'Connor thing? Too? Yeah. Okay. That's what I figured. Um, <clears throat> then we have the right to challenge Naito at Wrestle Kingdom with Kota Ibushi putting it on the line against Jay White. And we have Naito defending the titles against Evil. What do you think about these matches, John? I think Kota's going to win. Yep. And I think Naito's going to win. I would love it. Since, Naito, it, has since put, it seen, Naito has to put an end to Evil. Right. Someone's going to. But, uh, yeah. I've had enough of Naito and Evil. Um, I want a Bushi. To main event to Dome. And so I'm going to say Abushi beats Jay White. And maybe Evil has Naito's number. And Jay White comes down without Gato and distracts Evil and allows Naito to win. And this allows the Bullet Club feud to come back into the main frame. Yeah. Um,. So that's our picks for Power Struggle. Uh, also, after Power Struggle, starting December or November or something. Uh, World Tag League starts in... And Best of Super Junior. And Best of Super Junior. But they're not on the same day. I'm going to look it but up. But they're right running now. them at the same time, right? Yeah, but I, I, I think one's longer. Um... I am sorry for this. Fuck it, who cares? Uh, World Tag League and Best of Super Juniors comes after Power Struggle. It'll be fun to see who New Japan has in store for us to watch. Um, So yeah, Um, Wrestle Kingdom is two nights again, which I am very happy about. How about you, John? Ecstatic. What? <laughs> I'm going to disagree with that? No. Keep right. talking. <laughs> uh, I think sometime before before the Ibushi Naito match, Sonata wrestles Naito, and one of them suggests it's just for the IC title, and Sonata will win it. Yeah, um, they got to split those up. Please. Um, I really want Osprey and Okada at the kingdom at kingdom for a title but it's probably not going to happen 
Um, but yeah, um, I'm really interested to see where the Bullet Club thing goes. I'm really interested to see where Osprey goes. I'm really interested to see everything, really. Uh, this G1 Climax was great to watch for In the Ring and for storylines. Your final thoughts, John? It looks like uh, World Tag League and Best Super Juniors is running from November 15th to December 11th. All right. So your final thoughts? Um, I want to talk about Kota Ibushi's post-match interview. What? After the final. Where he was talking for a few a few minutes, and then Jay White showed up. Mm-hmm. And this is something that I've not seen happen in New Japan before. Oh. I haven't seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen somebody interrupt a backstage promo before. And Jay White sat down and uh, he congratulated Jota Ibushi and said that winning back-to-back is, was, is not an easy thing to do and he was impressed but you could tell that there were ulterior motives and he challenged Ibushi for the briefcase that match is happening at Power Struggle on the 7th November 7th and uh, Ibushi slid him an alcoholic beverage I think they were drinking Zimas Zimas because they're well yeah because they're a, a sponsor and um, Kota Ibushi drank one as well. And I was surprised. I was genuinely surprised that Ibushi drank the alcohol. Because I thought that he didn't do alcohols. <laughs> as Kenny Omega would say. But even as he was drinking, he did not take his eyes off Jay White. I thought that was very interesting. And I'm very interested in what happens in that match. And I'm very interested in... Everything that's happening with Jay White. So my final thoughts on the G1 are two thumbs up for everyone involved, even Yujiro. I'll throw him bone. Uh, <laughs> Taichi and Yoshiashi both impressed the hell out of me. Um, I think I'm becoming a little bit of a Taichi fan myself. Same. Didn't expect that, but Same. here we are. I'm okay with it. I welcome it. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is a wrestling god, as is Kota Ibushi, as is Tetsuya Naito, as is Tomohiro Ishii. This is unrelated to the G1, but still New Japan stuff. If AEW and New Japan have any type of partnership, it would be great if Kenny Omega was the champion and Kota Ibushi was the champion and they had a... Not title for title, but champion for his champion match. At the end, they embrace, raise their titles, then bring out Rio and say that years ago they adopted her. I would <laughs> lose my shit and it would be amazing. But with that, wherever you are in the world, whether it's morning, noon, or night, you have a great one and peace and love to all of you. Bang!